0: Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? Welcome to this Memorial Day 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, the managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, the director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. And little bit of a fantasy football-esque twist today, but not really. Uh, it's about statistics and projections for the 2021 season, which I'm excited to get into. Courtesy of Mike Clay of ESPN, who dropped uh, a projected target distribution for the Miami Dolphins supporting cast over the weekend. And it, it gives a nice updated look at who we should be expecting Miami's targets to go to and give you a good idea of just how much more the top of the food chain in Miami's receiving core is versus what it was this past season. But before we get into that one little nugget, which I found absolutely fascinating, and it came courtesy of Good Morning Football at the end of last week and somehow missed it, somehow didn't see anybody talk about it. But it came on Good Morning Football, and it came courtesy of James Palmer. And he's talking about Jalen Waddle, Miami Dolphins wide receiver. Drafted number six overall, was a surprise to some, probably not if you listen to Locked On Dolphins, you know how gung-ho we were about Jalen Waddle. But James Palmer uh, dropped a nugget courtesy of Steve Sarkeesian, reportedly from Steve Sarkeesian, uh, who was a, the offensive coordinator the last two years at University of Alabama, before taking the head coaching job at the University of Texas. Palmer went on Good Morning Football and said the following, I talked to so many people in the scouting process about Jalen Waddell, and a couple of teams told me this. Steve Sarkeesian told them that Waddle is the only player that he would ever put in the category of Reggie Bush which is a remarkable sense of praise, the way he gets in and out of breaks, double moves, all the quickness, all the speed that he has. Of course, Reggie Bush's career in the NFL didn't quite mirror the Heisman Trophy-winning campaign in 2005 that he had with the USC Trojans. And Steve Sarkeesian shared two years as the quarterback's coach under Pete Carroll at USC while Reggie Bush was on the roster. So he's seen these players up close in person, as well as countless other players throughout the time of his coaching at the college level. To put Jalen Waddell into a bucket with the athlete that Reggie Bush was at USC is about as complimentary as you can get for a dynamic collegiate football player. Reggie Bush accounted for just over 9,000 yards from scrimmage, so rushing and receiving yards over the course of 11 years after being made the number two overall pick in the NFL draft. So, Did that live up to the expectations of being the number two overall pick? Maybe, maybe not. But he did play for over a decade in the NFL. He logged his career high in rushing yardage of 1,086 yards in 2011 with the Miami Dolphins of all teams. And he added an additional four punt return touchdowns. Uh, Was a big special teams contributor in addition to being a jack of all trades. So, So the pro career might not have been as lofty for Reggie Bush as the college career. Uh, but Steve Sarkeesian having been on coaching staff for both those players, that is a tremendous, tremendous amount of praise for Jalen Waddle. And I thought that was fascinating because obviously Waddle only played in five games this past year, four in which he was at full capacity. He was super dynamic. He was outproducing producing Devontae Smith. Who knows what that season would have looked like had he not been hurt, but he did get hurt. And the longer we get away from the 2021 NFL draft, the more it seems there is a lot of consensus praise. We saw it with the Jacksonville Jaguars and them having the same grade on Jalen Waddle that they gave Trevor Lawrence, who was drafted number one overall. The Carolina Panthers put out a, a docuseries themselves, and Jalen Waddle was on their short list of players to draft at number eight overall. And obviously the Dolphins drafting him at six, and now we're hearing this after Nick Saban along the way is comparing his competitiveness to Kobe Bryant. Needless to say, the excitement around Jalen Waddle should be quite high, Uh, and he is one of the players that is included in a featured, prominent role in Mike Clay's projections for the 2021 Miami Dolphins season, and more specifically, uh, how many targets these Dolphins pass catchers are going to get. So that's what's on deck for us now is exploring this breakdown, projecting based off some career averages and expectations, what production may look like based on the volume of targets these guys are getting. Lots to dig into, but not before I tell everybody about our friends over at Credit Karma. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your credit card Money debit card. You can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items for up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back into your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There is no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and no fee withdrawals from a network of over. 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms do apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MV Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC maximum balance and transfer limits apply. So without further ado, Mike Clay, projection, Miami Dolphins offense, targets, top names on the list. Will Fuller, number one, despite the fact that we already know he's going to miss a game with suspension. Jalen Waddell, number two, bit of a surprise. Devontae Parker, three. Those three are are very, very, very closely bunched. 18%, 18%, and 17% of the Dolphins' total receiving workload projected over those three players. Mike Gasecki, 83 targets projected for 14%. Miles Gaskin, the only other player above 5%, with 65 projected targets, 11% of the total workload. You take those five players combined Fuller, Waddle, Parker, Gasecki, And Gaskin, that's your base 11 personnel. And The Dolphins ran 11 personnel as their most frequent formation or or personnel grouping last year. You did see plenty of 12 personnel, two tight ends on the field, one running back. But 11 was the the most frequently called-upon personnel package, and with the reinvigorated wide receiver room, would not be surprised to see that trend continue. That comprises 78% of the projected passing offense volume for the Miami Dolphins over the course of 17 games. Fuller, Parker, Waddle, Kiseki, Gaskin. Do you want to know the names in Tua Alois nine starts that you had to combine to hit 78% of the passing targets? This is the indication. And, of course, the passing distribution has to turn out this way for this to become reality. Some of that's based on health and availability and so on and so forth. But here are the names that comprised of 78% of the targets for Tua Valoa, the top 78% of targets for Tua Valoa's first nine starts last year. Devante Parker, Mike Isecki, okay? There's your two incumbents. Lynn Bowden Jr., Jakim Grant, Durham Smythe, Matt Hollins, Miles Gaskin had a bunch of injuries, Adam Shaheen. You have to add all of those names up combined to surpass 78%. So imagine if you take all those targets that went to Parker, Gasecki, Bowden Jr., Grant, Smythe, Hollins, Gaskin, and Shaheen, and you spread it out just amongst Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, Mike Isecki, Miles Gaskin. Imagine what kind of damage this offense could do. Very exciting potential for the Miami Dolphins passing game, and even more specifically for a young quarterback, into a Valoa, who needs to take a major step forward this year to prove to the Dolphins that he can be what they thought he was when they invested in him with the number five overall pick. So what I've done with these numbers, these projected targets for the Dolphins, is I've built them out based on career averages for the players in which we have a sample size. Gaskin, Gasecki, Fuller, and Parker. I looked at their career targets, their career receptions, their career percentage of targets converted into receptions, their career yards per target, and touchdown efficiencies. And I've built out, based on Mike Clay's target forecast, the predicted stat line for each of the top five that comprise of nearly 80% of the Dolphins' passing offense. And here's what I've come up with, and what I'd like to do is go through each one briefly and then – Indicate which ones I think are very likely and which ones are kind of a long shot. The only one I don't have any workload for, of course, is Waddle, and we'll, so we'll do him last. Will Fuller forecasted 109 targets would convert to 68 receptions, 1,014 yards, and 8 touchdowns, an average of nearly 15 yards per catch. Uh, That is healthy numbers. Will Fuller has, of course, never had a 1,000-yard season. That's part of the reason why he got a one-year deal in a prove-it situation. He was well on his way to that 1,000-yard season last year before the six-game suspension ended his season prematurely. He missed the last five games of the year due to suspension. He would have very, very easily hit those marks. So even if... Will Fuller comes in and there's a little bit of the Mike Wallace situation, which I'm hoping is not going to be the case because Tua Tagovailoa had great success at the college level throwing to speed receivers who could separate down the field. But even if there's somewhat of a chemistry issue and they're, they're not constantly firing on all cylinders, and everybody remembers, if you were old enough, when Mike Wallace signed with Miami to pair up with Ryan Tannehill, they were always like a half yard off. It was either too short or too long, and Mike either had to stop and catch it and couldn't take it in stride and convert it into a catch-and-run touchdown, or he was overthrown. And it lasted all of, what, two years, and then Mike got fed up and was out of here. I think this is an extremely realistic set of expectations for Will Fuller. 15 yards per catch, which is right in line with his career average. 68 receptions. Don't think he's going to be super high volume, which, again, is why they have – Three players within 1% at the top of the food chain here in the targets. Eight touchdowns. He is a home run hitter, very much in the same way that Jalen Waddell is. So that's a nice start. If you think about, you're getting that. You're getting 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns out of 18% of the passing offense. You start doing the math. You say, okay, we can do some damage here. Devontae Parker. His forecast, according to his career averages, he had a lower percent of targets converted into receptions and he had fewer yards per target and fewer touchdowns per target and reception than what Will Fuller did. His forecast is the number three in the food chain according to Mike Clay's projection. 58 receptions, 820 yards, four touchdowns. If you got that out of Devontae Parker, would you be mad? Genuine question. Of course, health and availability is something of a question for Devontae. It's always kind of lingered with him. But if we got 820 out of Parker and he's the three in the pecking order, I think that's an outstanding year. Do I think it's a realistic year? Um, probably, Probably a little ambitious. And the only reason I say that is because that would be his second highest receiving output in his career from a yardage perspective. Heck, it would be the second time in his career he managed to get over 800 yards, uh, 2019, of course, being the first year. Uh, but based on some of the timing and chemistry and flow in the passing offense with Parker and Tua tonga I certainly think putting him third in the pecking order is realistic. Whether it's Waddle or Mike Gusecki who ends up passing him, that's up for debate. But I look at that forecast for Devontae Parker. I think it's a very, very reasonable one to have approximately 60 catches Around 800 yards, four scores. Maybe a little bit more of a de facto red zone threat. I know they tried to throw the fades. Uh, They just couldn't quite link them up. Uh, But they threw a ton of fade balls to Devontae Park in the red zone last year. Perhaps a little bit more consistency at the catch point, a little bit more accuracy, a little better timing. Maybe he could overcome those uh, and overshoot that four-touchdown projection. Speaking of projections... I'm projecting to get about six boxes of Built Bar shipped to my house this week. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you're looking for something delicious, something keto-friendly, something post-workout, something to eat for any meal replacement throughout the course of the day, and you need something that's low in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, Bilt Bar is the protein bar of choice. This is not like chewing on the sole of your shoe. No, these things are like... Milky Way, Three Musketeer, that's the kind of texture we're talking about with the world's most delicious protein bar. Now, you can visit BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order and find out what all the fuss about for yourself. So, don't wait. BuiltBar.com, promo code lock 15 save 15% off your next order of Built bar. Next in line, we'll do Mike Kisecki. We'll save Jalen Waddle for the very end just because it's a complicated projection. So, uh, the projection for Mike Gusecki is a little odd because he, he was bogged down a little bit by the receiving production or lack thereof in his rookie season, and he's had a three-year sample size. And if I only took the last two years, this would be a much loftier number. But, alas, we're working off sample sizes that we have for the entire body of work. So, Mike Gusecki, 83 projected targets, according to Mike Clay, over 17 games. According to Mike's averages from a target to catch ratio and yards per target ratio and touchdowns per target ratio. 51 receptions, 598 yards and four touchdowns, an average of 11.7 yards per catch. Would those be disappointing numbers? No. you know, that, that is a little bit of a regression in the yards per catch. Uh, perspective and yardage perspective than what Gusecki put up last year on 85 targets. Uh, But the last two years he's had 89 and 85 targets. So we're projecting essentially the exact same volume of targets. Uh, I think this is a realistic projection for Gusecki and I would not be surprised if on a per catch basis, you know, this is what happens when you average 9.2 yards per reception Your rookie season, it really bogs down your average. He went up to 11.2 last year or in 2019 and then a 13.3 in 2020. Would not be surprised to see Mike get up into the 650, 700 range just like he was this past year. Miles Gaskin, of course, this is a small sample size. He had the uh, effectively one year as the starter but only played in 10 games. But his efficiency was off the charts as far as he converted over 80% of his targets into receptions. So he projects with his volume at 11% of the passing offense to 53 receptions, which would be fourth on the team ahead of Gusecki by a slight margin, but only averaging 9.1 yards per catch, so 484 yards and two touchdowns. Which brings us to Jalen Waddell, which is the difficult projection. My guy averaged like 19 yards per catch throughout the course of his career at Alabama. But projecting that in the NFL in year one, it's a little aggressive. So, what I did is I went back and I looked at Henry Ruggs, another speed receiver from Alabama. While a little bit more diverse, you know, he runs stuff in the slot, you can manufacture him some more touches than Ruggs. Ruggs. Averaged about a yard less per catch at Alabama than what Waddle did. And he averaged 17 yards per catch in 2020 as a rookie for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, he did not get anywhere near the targets that Jalen Waddle is getting forecasted for. But nevertheless, uh, still averaged 17 yards per catch. Even that, to me, felt a little ambitious, especially if you're projecting Will Fuller for 15 so I put I put Jalen Waddle at 15 yards, as well. I want to be optimistic, but I don't want to be unrealistic. So projecting Waddle to average 20 yards per catch on that kind of volume is just and Al, listen, Alabama used him a lot, and it was vertical shots, deep crossers, and then the quick stuff in the quick game, and some of those were kind of the bubble and now screen on RPO type stuff and. He's catching that two yards beyond the line of scrimmage, and he makes something happen, and it's an eight-yard game, but he ran 14 yards to get eight. So those are going to bring down that average a little bit. So let's go with 15. So he had 107 targets. His forecast, 65 receptions, 975 yards, 15 yards per catch, four touchdowns, according to uh, some... Forecasting of productivity per target, but according to Mike Clay's target share. So you add all these things up. You have Fuller, 68, 10, 14, and eight touchdowns. Waddle, 65, 975, four touchdowns. Parker, 58, 820, four touchdowns. Gasecki, 51, 598, four touchdowns. Gaskin, 53, 484, two touchdowns. The 78% of the Dolphins' passing offense according to their career averages and a Jalen Waddle forecast, according to Mike Clay's projection for target share in the Dolphins' offense, you're talking about 295 completions, you're talking about almost 3,900 yards, and you're talking about 22 touchdowns. If that materializes, granted, you, you still have a bunch of other targets. you got Preston Williams, who's unaccounted for, you got Adam Shaheen and Hunter Long, who's unaccounted for. You got all the other backs out of the backfield who are unaccounted for. You got Robert Foster, perhaps. You got all these depth receivers. Limbo and Junior's not in here. You're talking about 4,000-plus yards, comfortably, 42, 4,300 yards, perhaps even more, according to the productivity of each of these receivers per target, with the targets that Mike Clay is forecasting. If this materializes, you are talking playoffs for the Miami Dolphins. If two is passing for 4,200 yards and 28 touchdowns, the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs because the rest of the roster is that good. So, great. Now, the question is which one of these forecasts do I think is most realistic? Which one of these do I think is least realistic? I think Gaskin, 53 receptions, 484 yards, and two touchdowns. Very comfortably a realistic forecast. Mike Gusecki, 51, 598, and four touchdowns. I think this is extremely likely and probably a little low. Parker, 58, 820, four touchdowns. Law of averages says this is high. From a physical skill set perspective, he can do it. But I do think it's high especially if you have two guys that are challenging for 1,000 yards between Fuller and Waddle, I think Will Fuller, 10, 14, and 8 touchdowns, it's optimistic. It'll be the first ever 1,000-yard season that he's had. But the pace that he was on last year would have comfortably cruised past this if not for the suspension. And then Waddle, I think, is the one who's probably the most ambitious. And I don't know that Waddle's going to get that kind of volume this year. And my worry is that's going to be the expectation for Dolphins fans, that he's going to come in and he's going to put up uh, 70 receptions and over 1,000 yards and score 10-plus touchdowns. And maybe he does because he has the existing chemistry with Tua tonga but the law of averages says his impact is probably going to be felt in a lot more ways than just his impact on the stat sheet. So if you had to tell me one of the forecasts is too high – I'd probably lean Waddle. I'd say year one, you know, it's probably going to be a little bit more dialed back. He's going to get more attention. He's he's needs to really develop as a route runner at the NFL level. But that impact and that speed and that ability to create, he's going to create some magic with the ball in his hands, and he's going to create some magic vertically. It's just how many of those shots is he going to command on a weekly basis, and I think. It's not the production at 15 yards per catch. It's the volume of targets that I think for a rookie is probably a little ambitious. That would be the one that I would sell, but not by much. Not by much. I, I'm, I'm expecting uh, 50 or so receptions, 800 yards or so, um, touchdowns we can leave in the same ballpark for. so. That's my hopes and aspirations for year one Jalen Waddell. We get 975. I'm gonna be a real insufferable dude come January. So let's let's hope it gets to that point. Let's hope you guys hit subscribe, come back, party the rest of the week. We got power to the pod tomorrow. We got four shows remaining this week. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day today. I'm Kyle Krabs. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Thanks as always for listening. Fins up.